welcome to Croxley Green Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Well, Happy New Year to you all. I hope you've all had a great Christmas. I thought I'd bring along one of my Christmas presents this morning to share with you. I got my name in lights. Now, it's very exciting. When you've got a name like Lydia, it's very exciting to find anything with your name on. So, but it's great. But my name in lights, how exciting. But there's one problem. It's the age-old Christmas problem. You get a new toy or gadget, you go to switch it on, and you discover it's missing something. No batteries. Without the power, nothing happens. And so my present currently is incomplete. It doesn't work. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It doesn't provide any light. And the passage we've just read, James has laid down this almighty challenge that faith without works is incomplete. If our faith isn't accompanied by doing good works, then it's dead. It's like the fairy lights with no battery. Nothing is happening. Faith needs to be accompanied by action. Otherwise, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And that's a challenge, simple yet profound. And we've been doing a series on natural evangelism. And so today we're looking at how we can demonstrate the good news. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, in Matthew 5, Jesus commissions us to be like lights. Lights not hidden under a bowl, but shining brightly so that others may see our good works and praise God that they may come to know God. So what I'm asking this morning is, how can we be a light to demonstrate the good news? And James focuses very much on works, what it is that we do. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this passage, I immediately think, I'm very challenged, and I think, am I doing enough stuff? It's after reading this that we can start getting a bit panicky and think, oh, perhaps I need to join some more rotors or a couple of more extra committees or the next time I see a homeless person, I'm going to give them a a, a cup of tea and a sandwich. And and the challenge can start to become very big in our heads. It starts being simple and starts to sound rather exhausting. You've only got to switch on the news or open the newspaper to read about the horrendous statistics of poverty that's on our doorstep, read about the climate change that's going on in the world, just to name a couple. And we can feel overwhelmed by the task that's before us, the place that we're supposed to be working in. And I think this is where we can identify the first pitfall. Where is our focus Is it on works, or is it on the faith which produces the works? So I want us to think for a moment about what the controversy can be in the passage of James. James often actually comes under fire. While he's very straight-talking and practical, he sometimes comes under fire. Because he says this, he says, faith without works is useless. Can such a faith save you? Which is verse 14. But if you read some of Paul's letters in the New Testament, for example, if we look at Ephesians 2, verses 8 to 9, he says this. He says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. 
And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So Paul seems to be saying that works cannot save you. And yet we've got James saying, without works, your faith cannot save you. Who's right? Have we got a bit of a fight going on between these two New Testament writers? If we had them here this morning, would we need a mediator to bring about their two ideas? Are they on different pages? But I think if we can understand what Paul's getting at, we can grasp better what James is getting at and help us to understand it on a deeper level. So Paul's saying you cannot be saved by your own effort. Works of the flesh will not save us. It's God who has saved us. We don't have to work at being saved. We don't go to God with our list of things and saying, am I doing enough to be saved? We're saved by grace, not by works of the flesh. The works which James is talking about are different. They're works of faith, which are by the Holy Spirit. So essentially, how to be a light starts with faith. It's through faith that we have a relationship with God and we accept Jesus into our lives and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside us. And the Holy Spirit will be at work in us to help us see things differently. It's like we get given a new pair of glasses and the focus we have changes. It's the Holy Spirit working in us which prompts us to have compassion, the compassion of Christ, when we see things around us that just aren't right, when we see those who are struggling to make ends meet, when we see pictures of children in third world countries who walk for miles to get dirty drinking water, when we see pictures of fish swimming amongst plastic bottles in the ocean, there's a stirring in our hearts that says this isn't right. And it's the prompting of the Holy Spirit in us. But it begins with faith. So being a light begins with faith. And then the Holy Spirit moves in us. And if the Holy Spirit is moving in us, that's when the works come. The works are an outworking of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In Galatians 5, verse 22, we can read that having the Holy Spirit living in us produces fruit, patience, peace, joy, love, self-control, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and faithfulness. It's when these are growing in your life that you can become good news to those around you, not in your own strength, but God in you, working through you. Working through you to give up time to come and serve. Serving those who are struggling in the community. Serving those who are lonely. Working through you to give to the food bank, meeting the physical needs of people who are struggling. Working through you to patiently listen to your neighbour who tells you the same story every time they see you. Being a light starts with faith. Then the Holy Spirit stirs in us and empowers us to work through him. James gives two biblical examples in the passage we've just read. 
And they're both from the Old Testament. They're both people who had works that completed their faith. We had Abraham and Rahab. We have Abraham being called by God to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, in obedience to what God was asking him to do. Abraham's response starts with faith and trust in God. There's a stirring in him to respond to the call, even though it's an unbearably heartbreaking one. The Holy Spirit was working in him, strengthening him to do what God had asked of him and respond with action. It was a work in him that began with faith. And in the end, God stopped him. He didn't have to go through with it. But it was a work of faith, not one of the flesh. I don't think he went to sacrifice his son to save his own skin. Because a father's love does the opposite. He would have sacrificed himself to save his son. It was a work of faith and obedience to God. Rahab's response starts with faith. She's an Israelite living in Jericho, but she's heard about God. And so she, she hears what God has been doing. And as a result, she, she fears God. She believes in him. She's got faith in him. And this prompts her to act. This prompts her to turn against her country and hide the men of God. And we could argue that Rahab does it to save her family, that she's got work of the flesh in mind. But actually, it starts with faith. It starts with a response to what God is doing that she's seen. And that faith moves her to bravery, to turn against her nation and risk her own life to save the followers of God. Starting with faith, stirred by the Spirit into action. So how does this outwork in our own lives? I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit of a challenge for me to prepare this talk for this church, because you're already a church that does a lot. You serve in so many ways, reaching out to this community, and it's great. I get tired just reading the weekly notice sheet. Some of you probably feel very tired living out the weekly diary that's in the notice sheet. And so the first thing I want to do that might challenge, the first challenge I want to bring is if you're already serving, if you're finding it tough, if there's times where you find it a struggle, then are you doing it in your own strength or in the strength of the Holy Spirit? Sometimes we start with the right intention. We start with faith that, and the Holy Spirit stirs us to see the need and, and we respond in action. But then our focus can become the action itself. And then we start to struggle because we're no longer being empowered by our faith and by the Holy Spirit. So as you're serving, are you regularly feeding your faith by reading scripture, by worshiping, by praying? Are you being refilled and refueled by the Holy Spirit? in order that, that you can work for him. And secondly, we've just started a new year. It's a good time to reflect on what it is that you're doing personally, how you're serving the church, and the way you're just living your life. Is the way that you're living your life shining as a light for Christ? 
Is your faith and the Holy Spirit outworking in you, changing your actions? And for each of us, that's going to look different. Not all of us have the capacity or the, the life, um, the, the, the time in our lives to train as a street angel or to volunteer at Messy Church. Some of us may not have the skill to knit the blankets for Ivy Street. And it's a time just to ask God to reveal what it is that he's placed in you, to reveal whether there's anything else that you need to be doing or not doing. Are there any changes in your life that you need to make which would demonstrate the good news to those around you just that little bit more? It might be something as simple as giving up your Costa coffee and sending the money to WaterAid instead or choosing to walk to work or car share, even though it's a little bit more inconvenient, but doing it in order to commit to reducing fuel emissions. Whether it's taking time out of your day to make an effort to talk to the person who's on the fringe of society. Where is it that you're going to shine your light this year? Where is God calling you to be at work? But always remember it starts Being a light starts with faith, being stirred up by the Holy Spirit, and then moving us into action. I'm just going to pray for a moment, and then I think we're going to have some more time to pray and reflect, um, which Dave will lead us in. Father, we just ask now that your Holy Spirit would be working in each of us, prompting us that what it is that you want us to be doing, whether it's in this church or just the way we live our lives. We ask that it would start with faith in you, that we wouldn't focus on the work that needs to be done, that we wouldn't become overwhelmed by the task, that we would be overwhelmed by faith. And that would stir us into action. Lay on our hearts, Father, what that action should be. Amen.